0: You are listening to the Salty Witches Podcast. I am your host for this particular mini-episode, although Austin is in the room. I might chime in on occasion. We were... Well, actually, we weren't slacker asses last week. We we just got really, really busy. It is the holiday season. We are running a, sh- a shop, and we also both have very busy teaching schedules. And uh, last week was just crazy with classes, quite frankly. And... Um, We were remiss in recording and posting an episode. So we're going to do an extra this week. And uh, I'm doing that now with this little mini, mini episode. We'll be back a little bit later this week uh, with another full episode. Now, I wanted to post this because I'm noticing a lot of conversation on social media right now around the topic of chaos magic. And I think a lot of people are really confused Around what chaos magic is, uh, what it isn't, um, and it can be a very tricky thing to discuss because when it comes down to, down to it, there really is no standard, no tradition, or no rule to chaos magic. It is really kind of its its own its own thing entirely. Um, it is shamanic in origin, in the practice, the belief system, and it does have a belief system. Um, is shamanic in origin in that it places preference uh, or is almost fully centered around the personal connection and manifesting the power of the divine through the self. So I wanted to talk briefly on the core concepts of chaos magic. Starting with one, the power of the individual practitioner will always be most important There is no god more powerful than your own mind, because we can only perceive spirits and gods through the faculties of our minds. This practice is not meant to be atheistic. Chaos magic is not atheistic. But gods and other spirits are seen more as channels of power and psychological constructs that serve to mirror our experiences of life. Many people uh, like to describe this, uh, particularly the chaos magicians' connections to spirit and deity uh, within the realm of Jungian archetype, And, and that is also appropriate. The second concept or core concept of chaos magic, that humanity is a corporeal manifestation of the divine. We do not need to ascend or alter our consciousness past the point of living our best lives because living our best lives is the true purpose of our existence that one's pretty straightforward i think the third core concept prior belief that would limit one's magical practice should be destroyed again and again in chaos magic belief is less an attitude and more of a tool. If your belief is bound to a particular dogma, you will struggle to be an effective chaos practitioner. Fourth core concept. Human thought and action, much like belief, are tools to manipulate reality through our perception of it. What we believe dictates our experience of life. If you believe you are a millionaire, Your perception and magical work will alter the world around you to attract greater prosperity. Does this mean that you will become a millionaire? Probably not, but all things are possible in the eyes of a chaos magician. The element of chaos that underlines all things will ultimately decide the full manifestation of any working, but chaos as a sentient energy form will usually work somewhat within the parameters of the chaos magician's intent and perception. Now, we've spoken on the topic of chaos in past episodes, and again, just to kind of recap that information, chaos is uh, not what I think most people commonly think. Chaos in the mind of a chaos magician, in the mind of most traditional witches, And uh, in in many other alternative spiritual practices, chaos is the prime source, the the first consciousness, the potential, the, the vast potential of all that is. Fifth concept, chaos is a driving factor in all that is, as I was just saying. And because of this there is no true universal order or one identifiable reality to be an effective chaos practitioner you must be able to reconcile the idea that everything is nothing and nothing is everything sixth core concept there is only individual truth because all that is must conform to the constraints of individual perception this is one of the meetings that we often see or one of the, um how to word this. This is one of the reasons why in chaos magic if you do a little bit of digging and reading into different um, you know books around the topic, um, you very often you will see the axiom that nothing is true and everything is permitted. And there is a lot of confusion again around what exactly this this thing this means. Um, and there are many different interpretations and for the purpose of the ideology, the philosophy of chaos magic, um, all of those interpretations are true. But again nothing is true everything is permitted this includes your belief in yourself and you are just as much a construct of perception as the world around you seventh concept words symbols and practices only hold power because we believe they do we know this to be true because we see this in our own interaction with language signs and ritual We cannot understand or feel the power of these things without learning about them and understanding them first. A chaos magician's perception and understanding of these things often needs to defy that of the community in which they live. Eighth core concept. Establishment and false systems of order imposed by humanitarian authority must be broken down these mechanisms of society serve no purpose unless they serve what the chaos magician needs in the moment they work by enforcing false perceptions continuous roles and structure which can hinder the powers that we need for magic ninth concept There are no rules that can't be broken because rules are always arbitrary. This does not mean rules don't exist at all. We follow many rules because we feel they are correct morally and help us to fit into our larger community as much as we choose to. Most chaos magicians will need to cultivate a sense of lawlessness or rebelliousness. Chaos magic is practice is very anti-authoritarian it's very anti-fascist and um, yeah I would almost say anarchic in nature but uh, but again that would be a very personal kind of a thing to uh, to or or structure for practice and belief But again we need to do what we can to cultivate a sense of lawlessness. And anti authoritarian kinds of sensibilities, if you know, even if we want to adhere to rules and laws in our magical work, it's very much a choice. Tenth concept there are no set or standard ritual or spell practices because every moment and situation will call for a unique approach. To try to work every spell the same way again and again runs counter to the spirit of chaos magic. It also isn't possible because circumstances are always changing. You as a magical practitioner are always changing. 11th Core Concept Belief is also always changing because it is a tool, not an attitude or quality of behaving. What you needed to believe yesterday will and should be different today, at least in the practice of ritual and spell. Twelfth Concept The subconscious mind is a personal connection to the collective unconsciousness, and chaos is a primal, intelligent power source. This concept is one of the few that I think really, once again, speaks to the shamanic origin of chaos magic. 13th core concept. UPG or unverified personal gnosis, excuse me, unverified personal gnosis is the way of things. While many other traditions advise against basing your magical practice on UPG alone, chaos magic actually encourages this. Your direct connection to whatever you are doing as a part of your magical work is always going to be most important. This is another one of the reasons that chaos magic is not always going to be the best for people with serious mental health issues. This is also the main reason that chaos magicians tend to be the redheaded stepchildren of the magical community. They don't always play well with others, and many other types of practitioners will struggle to agree and trust the belief and approach of the chaos magician. Now, some interesting things to discuss around some of these core concepts, because again, depending on who you speak to, different chaos magicians will give you different explanations, different structures, different philosophies for a lot of this information. And the thing is, within the practice or within the the belief, if you want to call it such, of chaos magic, all of those are applicable. Uh, But there are a couple of other things that I do want to address quickly here. Um, Even though we see chaos and, you know, uh, things around like, you know, unverified personal gnosis, uh, direct divine shamanic kind of connection between chaos magician and whatever higher power they may choose to believe in, right? Um We see a lot of these things. We talk a lot about, you know, um, even just a few moments ago, I, I spoke a bit about being anti-authoritarian, you know, being a bit of a rebel, you know, um, and really doing what you can to embody and um, embrace the higher spiritual meaning of chaos. Um, even though all of those are components of this magical practice, That does not mean that we are free to do whatever we wish. And the reason for that is because we still have to fit into our societies. We still have to be, to whatever extent we wish, a member of our communities. We cannot just go off the rails in our magical practice. That's not going to be a good thing for anybody, certainly not going to be a good thing for the people around you, Um, and with a little bit of time, usually a pretty disastrous choice for you as the practitioner. So this does not mean that we don't still have to play nice and share our toys with all the other kids on the playground. We do. We need to do that. It's the responsible thing to do. And if you have issues with personal responsibility, you should not be practicing any kind of magic one other thing that i i want to address is the awareness that we all have now um awareness that we have now that we didn't have many years ago around issues of appropriation and what is fair to uh or valid to take from different types of practices and spiritualities it's, it's interesting to me because many people who claim to be chaos magicians fall into this idea that I can take what I want and use what I want because at the end of the day, the result is what is most important. And while I can agree with that in theory, we are not being responsible magical practitioners when we take this approach. We cannot just take anything that we want and plug it into our spiritual practice. Because there will be consequences for that in some way. And usually those consequences affect both us and the other people that we're taking from. So we need to remember that being a chaos magician and this idea that some people foster around being able just to do whatever they want to do and practice however they want to practice with no fear of consequence. These are people who are headed for trouble. Don't be one of these people. Beyond that, looking again at the concept of being anti authoritarian and rebellious, right? We live in a society, we live in a world now that has so many structures in place, uh, governments, religions, things that exist that have done nothing but marginalize and steal and take and harm from different types of people, different types of systems of belief. And because this has now become the norm or the standard for the society that we live in as a human collective, because it is the same everywhere. Because of that, though, if we truly want to step into the role of being a chaos magician, we will work to fight against that. If something becomes part of the system, if something becomes the standard, It is our responsibility as chaos magicians to turn against that, which means we need to be respectful of those other traditions. It also means that we need to be kind and as I mentioned a moment ago, responsible in our practice and in the way that we live our lives. Once again, cruelty greed, hate, fear have become such foundational and and sadly very strong, very strong influences in human society. And as chaos magicians, it is our responsibility to turn against what becomes the norm. So I challenge all of you in the pursuit of Chaos magic, if you choose to incorporate this or make this a part of your personal practice, to look very closely at the things that the people around you and that this is society around you values, and to do what you can to cultivate the opposite within yourself and within your magical practice. Be kind, be generous, be respectful, care, and let go of fear and greed. Hopefully this information will help some of you who have been curious, are curious around chaos magic. Hopefully some of this information will help you figure out a little bit more around what this is and how this may potentially fit into your personal practice. Um, we may discuss chaos magic a bit more at some point on the podcast, but for now I'm going to go ahead and sign off. This is a the first of a what I hope will be a few more anyway, mini-episodes for us. And as I said at the beginning of this one, we'll be back a bit later this week with another full episode. Thank you so much. Have a good day.